What is the Xbox expansion pass? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, hello. Greetings. I am 343 Guilty Spark, monitor of Installation 04. Greetings to all of you reclaimers here on Xbox Expansion Pass. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Tim DeDabo. Yes, this is my real voice. And yes, I would be there, but you blew me out of the sky. Congratulations on this, man. This is momentous. Almost 100 episodes of this. I can't believe it. Oh, I remember when I was 100, so very, very long ago. <laughs> Xbox Expansion. Welcome one, welcome all to episode 104 of the Xbox Expansion Pass, recorded on Sunday, October 17th, 2021. I am your host, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost. In this episode, we're joined by Xbox Canada's Ryan Whitehead to discuss this week's gaming news, including the reveal of the Xbox mini-fridge, two trailers coming out of DC fandom for plenty of Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and Gotham Knights discussion, along with just a bit of zombie horror here for you at the end. Enjoy. Yet another week of gaming is upon us and behind us. Welcome to XEP, discussing all things in the Gamerverse as they pertain to the Xbox ecosystem. And as I am wont to do each and every week, I like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made my gaming week better. And this week, the words of kindness go and extend to my guest for this episode, Mr. Ryan Whitehead, Xbox Canada's Twitch and former Mixer host as well. Ryan, how are you, sir? Woo, rip Mixer. I, I, I'm so sad, but... <laughs> But I'm great, man. It's such an honor to be on the show as a as a longtime listener, first time guest. Uh, it's it's really a uh, it's a it's a dream come true. It's it's a and it's a superhero episode. So I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to be part of it. It is a superhero episode for sure. I am glad that you are here because those words of kindness that I speak of, my friend, you got me through so many rough days while you were streaming on Xbox Canada's channel for Mixer. And then when we went into work from home, you guys were over on Twitch uh, and you're mm -hmm. still working there. There were some rough days where I just needed to lurk and listen to some positive gaming moments. And that's what you did for me, man. And so oh. it is a pleasure to, for, to hear your praises for me and XEP is surreal because I think those things about what you guys do over at Xbox Canada. And as a non-Canadian, non uh, I always felt a bit of kinship with you guys because of how welcoming you were. So cheers to you, man. Oh, thank you. And cheers to you as well. Uh, and oh, man, it's, it's funny how I discovered you uh, because Xbox Canada has such high praises for you as well. Um, the uh, the lead on social, his name is Matt. Uh, he talked about your your show, and he's like, "You should check it out. It's like really good." And then ever since then, I've been a fan of your work. Well, there we go, man. So we're both feeling good. This is exciting. Cheers to Maddie Matt as well. Yeah. Uh, helped me get to visit an E three when I was a part of the Xbox Drive, which is super cool. So, mm -hmm. man, it's it's good times all around. We've got a lot to talk about this episode. There oh, is man, an Xbox mini, mini fridge. I don't know if you've heard of this. That's out and about. We've got, well, before we even get to the mini fridge, there's also news in the Suicide Squad uh, realm for mm -hmm. gaming, news in the Gotham Knights realm for gaming, uh, and DC Fandom blessed us with quite a few trailers to enjoy. Dude, I, there's just so much to start with. Let's go with the fridge. Let's start with the fridge. <laughs> Let's start with the the voted, the highly voted, the highly anticipated Xbox Series X fridge, a six foot, four hundred pound, one to one scale replica. It's it's just an amazing piece of fridge. It, I who'd have, who'd have thought that Xbox would escalate to this level? Who'd have thunk it? You know, like right. It's, it's amazing. 
Well, that's kind of the thing is this began as a meme and Microsoft has worked so hard over the last few years to really up their social game and connect with fans by way of social media. And that has meant, you know, getting involved with memes, having more activity in social spaces comedically and otherwise. And when the Series X was announced, the first thing people noted was that it looks like a fridge. Suddenly a fridge shows up at I Justine's house and it looks amazing. Also, she had the cleanest oh, yeah. garage ever. That was fake. Come on now. Come yeah, on. No, no one has a garage that looks that clean. Like we exactly. all have car holes. We have she actually has a garage. We have car holes. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. I was like, no way, Miss Justine. I don't believe it. But yeah. uh it started as a meme, and then people called for it to be something that they would buy. I know I want to buy one, and they've mm -hmm. finally given us details on when pre-orders go live where we can get them in the States, in Canada, when it's going to be coming available to other territories. I mean, it's it's kind of cool that this joke of a meme is now something that people want uh, and genuinely want, and it's priced mm -hmm. affordably. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. You know, I, I'm always a fan of when studios go, uh, or like studios or con especially consoles, go a little above and beyond and create, things outside of just gaming stuff you know what i mean like mm -hmm. i know call of duty did the fridge at mini fridge at one point as well um and it's i love when they do that because you know the more they give you to allow you to celebrate as a fan the more you feel closer to the brand like right you know growing up you know in that skater phase it was all like uh it's like posing and all that stuff it's like no man like if you love a brand enough and you align with their mission statements and all that stuff then yeah, mm -hmm. like if you can celebrate it as much as you can, go for it. Like just go for it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I I think what's so fun about this is that it works. It's more affordable than I would have expected. They did. I should I should share with the listeners the details on that. Um, the first wave of production, and they were very clear on the wording on this, which I think is encouraging. The mini fridge is going to be available at Target and Target.com for U.S. residents, and it's only ninety nine dollars American. Which mm -hmm. to me is way better than I was thinking I was going to be paying for a second Series X in terms of pricing. Uh, fans in Canada can get it directly from the Xbox Gear Shop. And that's for oh, the first that. wave. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad they, they found a way to make sure that the first wave of deliveries they're going to get, it's in all likelihood they're going to be able to regulate how people pre-order because they've learned a lot about pre-orders over the past <laughs> few years and uh, avoiding scalpers. But with it being the first wave and more to come soon for other places... I'm stoked. It's also, I don't know if you saw the the TikTok that Aaron Greenberg put out. By the way, TikTok, it's for the youths. I found this on the Twitterverse that somebody had screen capped from TikTok because uh, mm. I'm not hip. But this thing's big <laughs> enough to put a Series X in. Did you see that? It's Oh, yeah. I have I actually, I have not, but I have heard about it. Uh, but it's, it's pretty crazy how big it is. Um, but again, I just, I can't, I, I, you have to go and you have to compliment the Xbox social team. I don't mm. know what happened at like at which point, at what critical point did they just turn around and just be like, yo, let's just like have fun with social. And they have turned it up to 11 and they've been posting the most hilarious, um, the most hilarious social stuff on like Twitter, Facebook, all uh, Instagram, all that stuff. And it's just a joy to watch. Every post they come out with, you just, you need to, you just want to be the first to check it out and then be a part of that post. Like the, uh, the whole launch of the Xbox One S post, that was hilarious, but way to turn it to an advantage. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, it was, it did not go as planned. And as gamers, um, you know, we need to understand, like, I understand people want to be the first to get that information because we live in such a strong influencer world and there's a way to do it right luke luke does it right so <laughs> there's a way to do it right and and the thing is is that you know being a part of being a very small like a speck of the 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 world of xbox in terms of working with them and everything um it's it's really hard when something leaks because and it's 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 hard to say but like it hurts because they have a plan and they want to release it a certain way. Now on, on the gamer side of the spectrum, there are times where I look at companies and I'm like, Ooh, you should have announced this like way sooner. Like this is, this is not the way it should have been. But, but Xbox, when, when that, when that leak happened and they just turned it into an advantage and brought all the attention to them, 
mm-hmm. in the most hilarious way and then still delivered exactly what they wanted to do. Right. Right. I mean, award winning on a couple fronts there. And quite frankly, uh, I, I know that Stein is is a, a member of that social team and has really stewarded uh, that social team in a new direction since his arrival. He is one of my people that I want to sit down with and really just have a good old interview and just query mm-hmm. his mind for how he learned about the business, how they're going about it, what the directions are. Because you have to imagine with a brand that big, what are the limitations and what who does it go through? Does he does it go through him? Does he have a team he has to approve it through? Because their pivot on that Series S leak uh, was just so expert in its execution. Uh, and then the way they've been allowing the the different social handles from Xbox to communicate with one another. And then, mm-hmm. you know, to round it all the way back, they're, they're bringing out a fridge. They are literally bringing out a fridge. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's nuts. And you have, I, I want to sit down with kind of the minds behind that because they're enabling fans who want to celebrate their brand and their fandom to to do so in a way that is i don't know that unprecedented is the right word because nintendo has done some fantastic marketing in their years past but it certainly is unique you know they're yeah. leaning into it mm-hmm. yeah yeah they are definitely leaning into it and it's the right way to do it i mean you know you look at uh you, you just there's a style of marketing out there that that's really taking advantage of that and it's the right way to do it like if you can if you can, in a way, make fun of your brand in a way that just makes you guys look really classy, just run with it. Like, just run with it. Find that fine line and just just ride it home. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the question becomes, and Famous Seamus wrote in, are you planning to get this fridge that can also charge your controllers? <laughs> I Right? <laughs> uh, the fact that it can also charge controllers. I mean, do I ever have to leave my gaming station? You know, after, Never. Uh, never, you know? I mean, I think the bathroom is the only thing I'm missing, but I, that's drawing a line, you know? X-Cloud, um, brother. It's there. <laughs> uh, next thing you know, now we have an Xbox toilet. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, not, no, not for me or nothing. Um, but uh, you know what? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely want the fridge. Do I have a room in my shoebox apartment for it? No, but I want it anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean. I'm going to find a way to make it work. Uh, in, in this room that is now adorned and decorated with all sorts of uh, gaming memorabilia. The prize possession, of course, is my uh, skate deck signed by Phil Spencer. That, to me, is my pride and joy. But this room has suddenly gone suddenly gone from a niche of gaming uh, stuff uh, and, and a bit of Halo to now it's like mostly Halo because they've had a year's worth of extra marketing for Halo Infinite. So now there's just Halo stuff everywhere in yeah. my room, which is awesome. <laughs> I got to say that's, but that's what I mean, right? Like there's like, I don't, I always say to people, like, if you're going to get like gaming memorabilia, you have to, it's like, it's like planning out furniture for your apartment. You definitely want to make sure you don't just want to throw everything in there, but you want to get the right things to really, again, just be connected with your brand. Right. And honestly, the Xbox gear shop, everything they're coming out with is like premium. Their shirts, by the way, if you guys yeah. haven't got a hold of their shirts, they are the cleanest and the best feeling shirts I've ever worn. And they, they fit you so well. And the designs on them are wicked. Like, I wish they would come out with a subscription platform where you pay, like, just enough for, like, like I don't know. I'm going to say, like, 15 bucks a month. Let's just say 15 bucks a month. And they give you one shirt a month. because each, And they'll let you pick whichever shirt you want. Because I have now an Xbox Series X shirt that is just gorgeous. And I have the... I have an xbox 20 years anniversary shirt and has the original xbox logo on it i love Mm. it to death and uh yes and 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 in long answer to the that question yes i I want that fridge and i'm gonna have to go to the xbox gear shop to get it and i love it yo i'm I'm right on board with you and i gotta say uh equally as excited when it comes to the stuff that they put into that gear shop because it's it's i don't know how to, to describe this perhaps properly but they do such a good job at rotating things through I just mm-hmm. purchased uh, two Series X hoodies that I absolutely love. And oh, then yeah. I snagged the Halo Master Chief Pride shirt where his visor mm-hmm. is Pride colors. Uh, it is such a good looking, good looking uh, piece of memorabilia that it's fun to be able to celebrate your brand uh, in, in a way that you enjoy. And so yeah. props to him for that. You know, like it's like they're just they're just nailing it on that front. So <laughs> Absolutely. 
Yeah. So there we go. Xbox mini fridge, $99 American. That's probably $418 Canadian. I'm not quite sure. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe round up a few, like 50 or a hundred more dollars, but it sounds about right. Yeah. But if we sneeze down here in America, that's $418 where you guys are good to go. You guys are good to go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I will say one more for our non-Canadian or non-American friends. It looks like the mini fridge is going to be available at game in the UK for roughly 89 or sorry, 90 uh, pounds available. Also in France, Germany, Italy, Ireland, Spain, Netherlands, and Poland. You'll be able to get it at GameStop EU for concurrent prices there. Now, Ryan, I know you're a Marvel guy. You know mm-hmm. I'm a superhero guy. Mm-hmm. DC fandom was this past weekend. We're a day removed at the time of this recording. Have you had mm-hmm. a chance to check out any of the announcements from it? Any of the game specific announcements from it? Or are you ready for me to wax poetic about how excited I am for Gotham Knights? <laughs> I I loved your uh, your terminology for you know just waxing poetic, uh, which I I I do want to hear that. I have seen DC fandom. Uh, you know, it's just it's so ironic. I do. The best way I describe it to people is I love Marvel. Hands down, I love Marvel. Can't wait for their event on November 12th. I am like anxiously waiting. Now, that being said, I like DC. I I love Marvel, but I like Mm -hmm. DC. I've grown up with DC. Do I think that their animated stuff is like some of the best animated stuff I've ever seen? 100%. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. do Do I think Marvel needs to kind of compete with that? 100% 100% <laughs> like Marvel yep. I, I can count on my I count about three or four shows in comparison to DC's 20 animated movies and shows you know that that can compete but that's not nearly close enough um but uh yeah no I like I like DC stuff and yes so I've watched I've watched a bit of DC fandom I've checked out all the trailers they could possibly get my hands on um, just a quick rundown for me. Very excited for uh, Matt Reeves, The Batman with Robert mm. Pattinson. Yes, sir. Uh, I, think I think it's very exciting. Um, am I a little tired of them exercising probably every single most popular comic of Batman? 100%. I've seen, I think we've seen every single approach now uh, after this Matt Reeves Batman. I don't know how else they can do it except for like a Disney version of Batman. That's the only thing that has yet to be done. But uh, lucky for you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. Um, but uh, what has me excited actually was the um, the animated Batman Cape Crusader, because you have to understand the production talent behind it. They have mm-hmm. J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves and Bruce Tim. And I would love to see Bruce Tim uh, kind of sit at the table of, of the, the higher echelons of Hollywood, because that man's an incredible storyteller. What he did in the 90s with the animated series of Batman and Superman yeah, revolutionized you the way you should do storytelling in a cartoon platform. Right. Absolutely. I agree. Mm-hmm. And in his time, he was fantastic. I'm curious to know just how far that goes. I loved the, to speak on the animated, the idea that they're making an injustice film based on mm-hmm. the games is so cool to me, which you could argue the comics, the, the film and the games all together are its own thing. And if any of comic readers out there haven't, read injustice do so if you've not played the stories of injustice one and two do so they're legitimately fantastic and it's weird like you would not expect it to be fantastic and they are they absolutely are Mm -hmm. oh for sure yeah and man yeah so there's so much going on with dc and and it's 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 so much going on in a smart way uh the one the one big project that has caught my attention that I didn't think it would is the flash. Mm-hmm. And am I, my, I would be remiss not to give a quick shout out to my coworker, Rav. He's a big DC fan and he's going to be very upset that I'm not representing DC as probably as well as he could on the <laughs> show, but, but he's a big DC fan. And I will have to say the flash surprised me like in a really mind blowing way. Well, cause really? I think, I think flash is a tricky character to do on a TV or a movie medium. And I think mm. the original actor of the Flash, uh, the original Flash movie, said Wesley the same Shit. thing. Yeah, yep. he said the same thing. He, he was like, it was, it was, it's, it's a hard character to do on that that medium. Like it, the cartoons, you could do all sorts of cool stuff. But I think what DC is trying to do with the Flash and being this this um, this uh, Hermes of like 
you know, being able to be the messenger and like fix the DCEU kind of thing. It's a right. lot of pressure, but if it pays off, oh man, then then DC finally will be on the right foot to not mm -hmm. not compete with Marvel, but to have that have that Marvel like thing that DC fans have been craving. Right. Right. Makes good sense. Makes logical sense. I'm curious to know if they're able to pull it off. I'm the guy that wants Batman, my superheroes, whether it's Batman or any other, in as many places as possible. I want to see Matt Reeves. I want to see Ben Affleck. I want to see mm -hmm. uh, a Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton. I want all of it concurrently. I want video games with all of these characters. I yes. love playing. I'm excited for Guardians. I love playing Avengers, even though it's, it's absolutely made me very angry of late. Um, I love seeing these characters in different mediums, different forms with different creators. Uh, and I feel like to, to, you know, John Wesley Ship's uh, point about the flash gaming and animation are two places that are, I think are perfect for that. And I would love to see that explored more as, mm -hmm. as gaming technology now catches up. It looks to me like, I don't know if you caught the, the trailers for Gotham Knights or Suicide Squad, Gotham Knights to me seems to be really upping the level of fidelity that we're going to see with uh, gaming characters and, and options. I mean, they're going with this two player co-op route with uh, the team of not Batman, but with Nightwing, with Robin, with Red Hood, with Batgirl, mm -hmm. all going around a Gotham that's going to be far more evolved than we've ever seen. And as a diehard Arkham fan, I'm stoked to see just what the technology brings. I'd love to see that carried through to a game about the Flash, a game about uh, different Marvel characters apart from just the Avengers. Uh, Insomniac seems to be doing that there. But there's so many places the gaming space can take these stories that I don't think live action film may be ready for. I mean, they're doing yeah. too hard to argue the MCU and some of the stuff we've gotten out of DC. But there are places that I think games and animation can go that just are not currently doable for live action what do you think i couldn't agree more um and not only that is that dc has such an incredible depth of characters like they have such incredible roster to pull from mm -hmm. and i think the good news of what i'm seeing from dc fandom that i really have to give dc props on is they're finally going there like they're They've made some mistakes in the past, for sure. Hands down, Marvel has, Marvel is not flawless either. Like Marvel has had some some errors that they've made throughout the past, but their Marvel is now again learning and fixing what they've done wrong. And DC, though, my only problem is is they always go back to you know the Holy Trinity, except they just focus on Batman and Superman because they know mm -hmm. if they pump one of those out, it's going to be fantastic. Right, uh, but. And, and that's the thing, like Wonder Woman comes out the first one and it's amazing. The first one's amazing. It's so good. I don't know what happened on the second I one. I do. Ask me what happened because I'll tell you and then you'll get a, a spiel. Zack okay. Snyder was involved on that one. That's the only difference. That's the only difference is Snyder was involved oh, in that one. No. That really is the reason. Yep. That I hate I hate being that guy because people hate when I am that guy. But Snyder was the okay. reason there. Patty Jenkins for all her talent. Uh, just took it in a different direction. That's all. It's cool. Here's here's the thing. I here's the thing I will say about Snyder on on your show. He's a great storyteller. He is a great storyteller. His going through the movie is just like his visuals are absolutely stunning. Yeah. Now here's my issue with Snyder. He doesn't know how to end the stories <laughs> and he has, he has weird ideas to get to the end and, and it's, and then it creates this weird tumbling effect and it's really, really bizarre, but I don't get it. The dude is an incredible storyteller. And I think there's a lot of, I think there's a, there was, I think it was Kevin Smith even said it. He said that, that Snyder would be great as like a director of photography but like, again, to helm the entire thing on his own, that's, I think it's almost too much for him because like to get th those ends are always a bit rocky for him. But I, I think again, he's a credible story storyteller. He would be a great, um, he would be great to play off of someone like Bruce Tim. Like if Bruce Tim was the director and then he was like a co-director or like the, the visual guy, then you'd have probably one of the best DC experiences, hands down, no questions asked. Sure. 
Sure. Hard to argue. Hard to argue, preference or otherwise. It's hard. That's a hard, hard point to argue. There's good logic. Now, yeah. let's bring this back to the old gaming space, because if we're not yes. careful, I'm going to yes. go down a Snyder, a whole Snyder thing. <laughs> right. uh, and, right. and as much as my people love me, they already tolerate enough Avengers talk from me. If I start going down my <laughs> Zack Snyder spiels, it's over. Mm-hmm. It's over. Yeah. XCP listenership mm-hmm. drops to seven, but we're all really excited about it. Uh, <laughs> let's talk. Gotham Knights. Are you excited for it? Did you catch the trailer? Did you notice mm-hmm. anything in there that that arose uh, stirrings within your Marvel heart? The the biggest thing I'm excited about was in the original announcement. First of all, you know you have to give props to the team that's developing it. I mean, they did work on the uh, Batman Arkham Origins, which is seen as not the greatest or the strongest mm-hmm. of the Batman Arkham series, um, and. That doesn't mean it's a bad game. It's not, right. but it doesn't live up to. And I have to say, my friend, what what Rocksteady did to superhero video games after Batman: Arkham Asylum came out, yeah, it just can yeah. we just appreciate what they did for the gaming industry in superhero games? Because have to, have I, to. As a as a Marvel fan, in my mind, that is the best, the best superhero video game I have ever played. And it's and so far have ever played. It's yeah. it's incredible. Um, but yeah, so I'm very excited about Arkham Knights. I think that team is doing the right thing by saying, like, look, it's not part of the Arkham game series, like we're doing our own thing, which is great because now they have the freedom to really develop what kind of game engine mechanics they want to do. And um, I think what what I'm very excited about is like the uh, I think it's I think it's still there, the cooperative element. Mm-hmm. Right? You can yep. you can join up with friends. Um, I think that's so smart because when Assassin's Creed did it um, in the uh, in the French one there, uh, I I think it was brilliant. I think I, I was like, yes, like give me more of that. And could you imagine like if Arkham had like a super big cooperative online cooperative element where you oh. could have like someone play Robin or Nightwing and and you guys both jump in and take out people together? Like it would be fantastic. I mean, that's, the, that's the promise of knights, you know. That's the yeah. promise of knights. Hell yeah. And like to me, I, I also love the art um, to which Rocksteady's Suicide Squad, the, again, the concept is brilliant. But for some reason, the art is not appealing to me. I do not like the art of this game. And it, it's well, that- the, same, the same thing happened to me with Avengers. Like Avengers, I love the idea of the game. But mm-hmm. the art for me doesn't quite land it. I don't know why. It, Superman looks fantastic, but the villains look weird. Like they just look bizarre. Absolutely. So let's, well, all right, we'll pivot away from, from Knights for just a moment because I do want to come back to that at, at some yeah. point. But Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. This is made by Rocksteady. This mm-hmm. one is in that Arkham universe. And it was kind of neat if you didn't catch that. Uh, that's the same character model of the Penguin and the same voice actor mm-hmm. from the Arkham games. That was kind of fun. Yeah, but I the love arcs- the head shocking thing. That was, yes. that was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah. But this is strange and awkward in and of itself as well because it is the second time we've seen suicide squad kill the justice league it's the second cgi trailer we're told Mm -hmm. this is a four-player co-op uh experience and the way it's been described several times it's certainly echoes of avengers which can raise red flags for even the most avid marvel fans Mm -hmm. uh and then for anybody that noticed there's Brainiac in there and you got to fight the Justice League, but Brainiac's there bringing robots, which is another red flag for Avengers fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's certainly some oddity here. I don't, I've not been sold on this game at all. And I'm yeah. sold on Rocksteady. They've never made a bad game. I'm sold on their ability to tell superhero stories. But in my mind, I'm like, yo, make a Superman game, make a Flash game. We've got these heroes, no gameplay yet. It's currently slated for 2022 Series S, X, and PS5 and PC. I mm. am nervous about this one. Where are you sitting? Yeah, I'm a bit nervous about this one too. And it's I think the problem is, is because the art style doesn't relate to Arkham games as much as it should. I've, King, I think King Shark actually looks pretty close. Mm-hmm. Deadshot doesn't look doesn't look the same, um, but you know I'm not I'm not against you know the the choice of how the character's uh, ethnicity at all. But like I what I'm what I'm weirded about is just the overall tone of the art form because mm-hmm. it seems like it just seems like it doesn't fit to the Arkham universe, and yet they say this is a part of the Arkham universe. You right. know what I mean? So if yes. you're gonna build it off of the Arkham series, 
why do they not look like their characters from the Arkham games to, to, to continue that continuity and make it feel like you're getting a new aspect from a different angle? You know what I mean? So, yeah. but gameplay wise, um, I know Rocksteady tried so incredibly hard to make a Superman, uh, a Superman Arkham game. There, there was that debate before. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I can totally understand why that it didn't work. Because Superman is probably the hardest person to do in a video game. Just because of the structure of his character. Right. So, like, because, like, you have to think. And this is kind of, like, this, this argument seems kind of dated. But, like, this guy, you'd have to create circumstances where he has to either fight magical people or people that are equipped with kryptonite. So, like... Did Lex Luthor rob like a pharmacy and like grab like as much kryptonite as he could and like handed it out to everybody? Right. Or and and then on top of that, or do you do a game where you have where you have like these stakes where you have to do choose A or B and and or try to try to save two things at once at two very different sides because Superman's just so OP. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um so there's that. And I, I'm sorry, this is going to be a long-winded answer, but I'm going to try to keep it succinct and like get to the point. What I like about what Rocksteady does is when they did Batman Arkham series, it was very much focused and isolated on everything to make you feel like Batman. So mm -hmm. you as the player felt like the crime-fighting detective, literally. Like that, right. It's not even, not even about being Batman. It's being the crime-fighting detective that makes up batman and then in the end the result is you're playing batman but you feel like batman so right. the the all the mechanics the the forensics the you know figuring out the riddle the riddler clues all that stuff felt amazing so with suicide squad um of course you're playing the villains so like i'm thinking kind of like a D, &D match here are are these characters in some way, shape, or form like dungeon masters? Like, do they have distinct advantages within the realm to make to uh, to help you against a hero? Like, is that is that going to be the defining mechanic? I sure don't know, man. I sure don't know, and that's going to be the, the oddity all around because it from a gameplay perspective, the the Suicide Squad makes perfect sense. From yeah. from a story perspective, I'm like, yo. Give me the characters I want to play as, you know, I'm not interested right. in playing as Harley Quinn or King Shark or Deadshot or Captain Boomerang, but I, how do I not, how do I not trust Rocksteady? You know, mm -hmm. yeah. am I, am I projecting my fears of another Avengers uh, event onto them? Am I projecting uh, other elements? But, and, and to go back to the art style, it doesn't seem to match up. And how do you make a game? all the way out of it. I feel like it's doable. I do feel like it needs to continuously be pursued. But uh, yeah, questions all around. Questions yeah. all around. Well, the, the other thing too is, is like the way I foresee this game playing out gameplay wise is, is if it sounds like a co-op, then what's going to happen is I assume the, the bosses, which are the members of the, the Justice League, League, right? Yeah. Are going to be like tanks. Like they're, they're like, you cannot hack it. Like you could hack at their health like with your melee moves or whatever. But right. I assume you're you're essentially the level is you're trying to set up a trap. Like mm -hmm. you're trying to set up a massive trap with your teammates to to deal more increased damage and thus mm -hmm. getting getting ahead. But if that's the case, then this game's gonna be very repetitive by by midway through. Whereas Batman, though it had repetitive things, as you grew stronger the the you could do much cooler things and make it again like i love the inverted takedowns i love the, mm -hmm. the traps you can set up like all that stuff so i very I, i'm very curious to see how suicide squad is going to play out but uh i'd say out of the two which i think will humbly help us segue back into the one i think you're most excited about i think out of the two i'm much more excited about gotham knights than i am suicide squad which is a shame because rocksteady i know i'd like their resume, I'd be like, oh man, this game should be amazing. But I have a lot, as as a personal fan invested in their product, I have a lot of questions. Same. And I think part of my trepidation uh, is 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 exactly what you're talking about, that structural design. With, with the Arkham games in years past, Arkham Origins included, they can craft a level that allows for you to feel like a particular hero. Whereas mm -hmm. when you have 
uh, a vast array of heroes that have wildly different abilities. Because again, even to Gotham Knights, you're still a member of the Bat family. You're still going to be using stealth. You're still going to be using uh, physical combat. Whereas with Suicide Squad, you'll be having Boomerang and Deadshot being ranged. You'll have a Hulk-like character in King Shark, and Harley Quinn will likely be a mid-range. They're yeah. going to fall into stereotypical roles. And you have to imagine with the success of the Suicide Squad movie uh, and the comics are in a resurgence, you'll see other characters uh, pop yeah. up, not just those four. But the controlled environments of a Gotham Knights or an Arkham or an Insomniac Spider-Man type, type thing allow you to focus on one character's ability set and feeling like that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I think Gotham Knights is more likely to bring. I also think we've seen gameplay of Gotham Knights, which is why I'm more excited for that one. Yeah. We, yeah I think that's the big difference as well. Yeah, I think I think the problem with I the problem I have with a lot of uh, game shows and game conferences now is studios tend to lean on a cutscene that's going to help really just hype up the game. And I think there needs to be a healthy balance of like, yeah, show us a trailer, show us like cinematics of the game for sure. But mm-hmm. I I want a healthy balance of like um, of what I can expect from the game, and that will alleviate some of my questions, right? Because Gotham Knights is a is a perfectly wrapped up announcement like i understand what the game's about cutscene mm-hmm. was fantastic um and on top of that i know what the gameplay is going to be about and they led with gameplay first which i thought was really smart they right. led with it the first trailer was all gameplay and i was like okay i know exactly what i'm getting from this game and for me i can't wait to jump into the red hood and and just go out and be all jason todd like and just let's 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 rough stuff up you know um right. maybe some nightwing gameplay you know I'm a, I'm a fan of the early robins personally uh, interesting. Uh, Nightwing's my jam. Nightwing is my guy. I mean, Grayson. I, I a lot of people uh, reading comics would say Tim Drake is like the best Robin ever, but in my mind, Grayson is the best Robin ever because he became essentially a version of Batman. Right. He eventually became the Batman he wanted to be. So right. you know, take that, Tim Drake fans. Uh, That's true. That's true. And, and <laughs> shout out to anyone. Uh, creative Twitter spaces on that one, Ryan. I hear that's a really healthy community. Um, <laughs> if anybody's looking for good, good bat family stories, read Battle for the Cow. You'll learn a mm-hmm. lot about these characters. That is such a great uh, arc line that doesn't include Bruce Wayne. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think in large part, Gotham Knights might explore that as well as Court of Owls, which we haven't talked about yet. No, yes. Uh, yes, we haven't talked about the Court of Owls. And they're a relatively new uh, new Batman villain, if I'm not mistaken. Like, they're not... In the world of comics, a- yes. Very yeah. much so. Mm-hmm. Um, very excited about it, though. I think it's a very smart villain. And this is what I love about DC. And it's, uh, you know, I don't want to keep, like, branching out to all sorts of topics here. But DC, go to places we haven't seen. Like, we've seen Jokers. We've seen Riddlers. We've seen Two-Faces. We've seen Penguins. Uh, give us Clayface. Give us like give us more Clayface. We haven't seen enough of it, Clayface, in my hum- humble opinion. Um, mm. uh, give us more. Uh, you know, oh, man, I'm trying to trying to think of other Batman villains, but but that well, just goes to my point, right? Like, give us the 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 puppet guy who had the the mafia. The he had the dual personality with the the puppet with the Tommy gun, right? The ventriloquist. Yes, yes, I the know. Ventriloquist. Give us more of those characters. I have yet to see enough of them. Um, and and yes, yeah, so the, the this villain is interesting because I think we're going to really take a deep dive into how they play on a higher level of storytelling because we've only really seen them in the the comic books and the animated movies, and that's really just it. Yeah, no, I I agree as well. And and to connect to seeing different variants of those characters, Matt Reeves's uh, version and take on Riddler is going to be really exciting to watch uh, as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly. There is the the element that in both Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and Gotham Knights, Batman is not there. Batman is not available. And yes. I call shenanigans on both, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. We are absolutely going to see Batman in Gotham Knights because there's no way he could truly be dead uh, in, in that sense. He's just too marketable. Uh, and the storylines, I mean, the whole thing with the Talons is that they're reanimated and brought back. And, of course, I believe, in my humble opinion, that the very last Talon you fight will be a Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne made Talon like, and I am all for it. I don't care how tropey it is, Ryan. I hear the hesitation (laughs) in your voice. Give it to me now. Let me unlock Mr. Wayne for some DLC. I'm Mm -hmm. the guy that says, if this is the game I want, 
I'll pay up to double for even more story for it. And I think that's what fans of like Assassin's Creed are getting when they get Valhalla expansions. Cause like I see that and I'm like, not more Valhalla. If it's Arkham, I'm like, oh, yes, give me more, uh, <laughs> more Batman. Yes. Give me more. So I'm, mm. I'm betting that's where they go with it. Um, but that, I mean, you, you seem hesitant on that idea. I do. Um, because here's the thing with a game like this, what makes it exciting is that tension between are you going to get Batman in this game? And I think that tension will break if you give Batman, if you give him Batman. Um, even at the end, even the very end, like you he, unlock him for extra stuff to explore Gotham after the story is done. Uh, perhaps I'll, I'll let you get away with it if it's at the last, like, but you have to do some stuff. Like you have to really put your time into the game, which I'm all for. Give me hidden characters. Give me secret weapons. Like, what happened to, like, unlocking things in games as opposed to DLCs and what have you? Like, let me put in the time. When Battleborn came out, when I had to unlock oh, half them no. characters, I oh, was excited. Oh, no. I you did excited. not bring... Yeah, yeah, oh. I did. I did bring yes. Battleborn on your show because there's something to say about unlocking characters and taking the time to actually build up elements in the game and that's all i'm going to say about it was it a great game no was it was it good and had potential yes did it came out at the absolute worst time ever 100 percent. and because i'm a big overwatch fan love overwatch fantastic game and here's the thing with gotham knights if you give batman too early or you elude that batman is still alive and you give it at the end then you ruin the allure of the game and to be honest, this is what excites me about DC is because I've seen Batman. And uh, even if I get a glimpse of him in the game and hint at potential, you know, games in the future where you can potentially get him, go for it. Like, yes. You know what? I would love to see this team do one of two things. Either have a side story DLC where you play Batman Beyond. And you do you play as uh, uh, Terry oh McGinnis. Oh, you're getting me all hot and under the collar here. I was mad at you now. I'm like, all right, yeah, maybe maybe Ryan's a cool guy. I can go with this. But, it's fine. But you it's see fine. my point though? Like you see my point is like Batman's not the important character in this game. Not it, not not right now. Not right now. But if they're both <laughs> But that's my point. The second you go to Batman, the world is not no longer crafted because you have Batman. That's the thing. It, it's been the, even in Marvel when when the when the Guardians came out and it was like Guardians Volume Two. Everyone's like, "When are you gonna meet the Avengers?" And Chris Pratt was like, "I hope we don't because the second we do, you're bringing the world in, and we need to bring the world out. We need to go out there." I you can fight me on this all you want, but you will not change my mind. And if you fans, and especially you, Luke, if you want your Batman, go ahead and get him. But the second you do, the second you do, I guarantee, I guarantee you're gonna be you're gonna be contempt with that game. You're gonna be like, you know what? This was a great game, and just leave it at that. When you should be wanting more from that, that's when you should want the Batman beyond. That's when you should want everything that Batman has influenced. And the more you get that, the more you get the influence, the last possible thing, the absolute last thing, when you were like, okay, you know what? This is our arc of night. This is where we've done our run. It's fantastic. Okay, let's give them Batman and let's solidify this world. But the second you do it, if you do it too soon, or if you just do it at the end of this game, then that's all this game will be. Is It, it, was, it was a fun run playing all the different, you know, you know bat sidekicks, and that's it. And I, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want that. I want, I want Batman Beyond. I want to play Terry McGinnis in this game. Like, I want to see how Batman influenced this world. You know what I mean? I just feel like you could do both. And like, he's still <laughs> Gotham Knight. Like the whole, like he's, he's the OG Gotham Knight. Like you could do both. There's no reason you can't have both. But you know, but that's my point. You know, and there's no audience member. There's no one in the theater for this game that doesn't know Batman. And if you give them Batman, then everyone in the theater would be like, just like, huh, it was good. It was good. No, no, I'm going to say it's great. I'm going to say it's great. Oh, my gosh. Uh, dude, we all right. So here's the deal, Ryan. You're coming back after this. <laughs> after this game launches, we're both going to play it and we're going to do 
a spoiler cast review something we're gonna partner yeah. up and we're gonna we're gonna talk shop on this one okay you know what we'll, you know what i'm gonna hype it up right now this is like wrestling all right buddy at the time of this game we're gonna That's be right. on we're gonna be on <laughs> twitch xbox canada and we're gonna play the game i'm down i'm down i'm joining you i'll be nightwing you be robin or red hood red hood yep. Thank you. uh Thank you. we're gonna go we'll take down uh mr freeze or whomever else is, shows up in this game mm-hmm. and we're gonna have it out uh once we find out uh when and where batman shows up that's the plan yeah. that's the plan. okay here's the plan okay but here's the thing i'm gonna set okay. it up i'm gonna lay it out for the audience one key detail the cage thing, match got it mm-hmm. cage match yeah the <laughs> hell in the cell um, the, uh, the thing about it is, is I'm just, it is, the question is, is Batman in it? And if he is, is it at the end? Is it in the middle? Do they suggest that he's in it? And then finally we need to see if he's playable. And I guarantee you after like a certain amount of time, if he is playable and you get to play him, are you still as interested in the game as you were when it came out? I can't speak for the audience. Luke Lore will be, and I think he's at the end. I do think he's at the end. Kind of like a, a Venom at the end of Spider-Man, right? Like if you, I don't know if you've played through Insomniac Spider-Man, but you no. get a tease to Venom, and then Venom's clearly in the second one. I think that's how they'll do it. That's what I mm-hmm. think is going to happen. Here's um, the thing. Here's the thing. I would, on a quick note, because every time you bring up Marvel, I'm going to pounce on it like freaking. Like jump crazy. on it, man. You know I love yeah. me some superhero. I don't. I don't adhere to the idea that one's good, meaning the other's bad. So bring it. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. I love Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. Uh, do I think that Marvel has more to offer than Spider-Man? 100%. Do I think that Marvel has more to offer than Wolverine? 100%. And I want to see more games. You know, huge shout-outs to Firaxis for doing a Midnight Suns game and giving mm-hmm, us mm-hmm. a whole story arc of hero, a uh, whole story arc of different Marvel heroes that we rarely see in games mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, giving mm-hmm. us a whole new group to actually rally behind and say, this is a cool team. We've seen the X-Men, we've seen Avengers, and we've seen Spider-Man. We've seen every single angle you could possibly approach with that. Where are the Fantastic Four games? Where are the Midnight Suns games? I want to see more of those. And it's cool to see other heroes that people love, like your Captain America's, your Wolverines, but like or even Spider-Man's in this case, uh, as well. Um, but like, get us out of those characters. We want to see the Moon Knights. We want to see the, you know, Fantastic Black Four. Black Panther. Black yeah. Panther is who needs to be given his own game. He needs Black to be given Panther. his own game. Yes! It, it was proven in Marvel's Avengers. That expansion, the Wakanda expansion was amazing. It was mm-hmm. incredible. And it was a great look into the world of Black Panther. And and I love what Insomniac's doing because they're they're doing the rock steady formula. You, you can argue with me as much as you like. They're, do, they're gonna 100% focus on a Spider-Man game, do everything to make you feel like Spider-Man. And now they're mm-hmm. gonna do a Wolverine one, the same formula. And it's gonna awesome. be amazing. It's 100% gonna be amazing. Why? Because you're focusing on one character and, and giving that character everything they can do. One of my favorite games was X2 Wolverine's Revenge done by, I think it was Activision. Oh yeah. Did it do everything to make you feel like Wolverine? Yes. Why? They did a Metal Gear-like game, but they Mm -hmm. gave you the advantages Wolverine has. The ability to sense, the ability to heal. So you had the options of like just going in and wrecking stuff or being the silent ninja that Wolverine was trained to be. And it's fun. It was a wicked game. It was a it was a wicked uh tour through the life of Wolverine. You got every character that has ever influenced Wolverine in some way, shape, or form, and it was awesome. And Agreed. here's my only issue with the Insomniac games and Sony. Can you just like put it on PC for me? Like I can't justify Oh, it's spending... coming. It's coming. <laughs> I can't justify spending that much money to buy a console, which is a great console. Don't get me wrong. No, I no. Love... Here we're you're on you're on reset era. Uh Xbox Canada host uh disses PlayStation. Um <laughs> no. says it's not worth buying, says he hates it. Um yeah, it's a war. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, I love it, but isn't it enough to justify paying like $600 essentially for a good, complete PlayStation experience so I could just play like the critical games I really, really, really want to play? No, it's not. Like, give me the availability to play it on other platforms. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Xbox Canada host hates PlayStation. That's what I heard. (laughs) That's what I heard. None That's of this console is. war nonsense. Get that jargon out of here. I am. I am past. I. I am past said console war. 
Xbox <laughs> Canada host too good for PlayStation is what I heard that, that time too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving that joke into the ground. This is what's happening. But, but here's my here's my thing. I'm going to summarize it really quick for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the superhero games. I'm loving that we're seeing these super high production AAAs. Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out. We have, uh, you know, Insomniac's working on this Wolverine game, which does, again, pique my interest just because it's just so high production. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel mm-hmm. also has the Midnight Suns games. But you don't need to pump them out as if they're these huge AAA projects. I would love 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 to see a re-release remake or a brand new game of like the adventures of batman and robin where it's a side-scrolling platform adventure game um where you like if you guys ever played that game or you sorry you gamers out there if you gamers ever played that game it is a complete and super fun side-scrolling platforming experience to make you feel like batman and it's so good it is so good and would i love to see a uh, there was so many times where I kept hearing rumors about a uh, Marvel Hearthstone game. Give me a Marvel Hearthstone game. Like, don't it doesn't have to be like these massive AAA projects all the time. Where are the 2D pixelated side-scrolling experience? Give me X-Men Mutant Apocalypse. Give me a beat-em-up where I can select different heroes and just have fun with that. Like, doesn't have to be these huge games. Don't, get Dotemu. They're doing wait. I'm I'm I probably butchered that studio, but they're doing like the a brand new Turtle uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, but yep. it's based on Turtles in Time. Give me more of those kind of games. Like I would Preach. be totally content with that. Preach. Yep. Yeah. And while we're pie in the sky dreaming, also Marvel Nemesis: Rise of the Imperfects. Give me a remake. I like that game. Um, I'm all for the 2D games, bringing them all back, make them all the old ones available, make new ones, license mm-hmm. stuff like that. Lost of time is always a sad thing for me because, man, Death and Return of Superman was dope too. Um, it was, and Blizzard yeah. made it. <laughs> yeah, that's so insane. Good. So good. All right, <laughs> let's shift gears because otherwise we're never going to stop. Let's no. shift gears into the old zombie space for a minute. Two things sparking up here. First, we got Back for Blood stuff that I want to ask you about. Uh, Mm -hmm. Second, and less, perhaps less impactful to the immediate moment, but Dying Light developers have come out and said that they are working on a Series S and X uh, ninth gen patch for this game so that you can play it uh, ahead of Dying Light 2, which is launching February 4th now. Um, Mm -hmm. I was not a Dying Light guy when it first came out. I now have the premium silver super edition, whatever, of that game when it was on sale. I have not yet really gotten into it. I got through the gym. I now understand the parkour, but it's on hold for a bit, given that Dying Light 2 is delayed. I, I decided to put it on hold in favor of some other more recent releases. Does the idea that they're they're upping this game get you excited? Are you hyped for Dying Light 2? Mm-hmm. Where are you at on this zombie game? Well, here's the thing, my friend. Oh, my um, gosh. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, boy. this this should have been like a the three-part series of like... <laughs> Here's Ryan's thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I Oh, man. I just love being on your show. And I'm trying to consume as much time as possible. Bring it. Um, I love it. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Uh, I'm not a fan of zombies. I, I've mentioned it on my streams many a time. You're off the show. All right, got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not a fan of zombies. Yeah. I got you, I got you. <laughs> And you just end the show right there. Um, okay, so I'm not a fan of zombie games because the traditional zombie experience bores me. It's just it's it's like oh no, there's a weird disease. It's like infecting people, and now they become zombies. Oh no, like and then like oh, people aren't dying; they're coming back from the dead. Must be zombies. Like it feels like such just a blah thing. But Left for Dead. And what it does for gaming as a mechanic, the horde mode gaming experience, we need more of those kind of games. I have never had so much fun teaming up with people and running through these crazy circumstances. Like blowing up the boat was the coolest thing. I so now you're, you're so you do like Back for Blood. It's just that zombies aren't your jam. Yeah, like why okay. could that have been robots? Well, don't forget that they're they're ridden, they're ridden and not zombies. So. They're not actually Whatever. dead, they're infected. Whatever. <laughs> that is the biggest load of writing garbage I've ever heard. Anyway, uh, and I'm talking like not the I Justine you know, garage, you know, I'm talking mm-hmm. about garbage, mm-hmm. garbage in your garage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, I gave my review last week. I'm I'm high on, on Back for Blood. I've had some great mm-hmm. moments with it. 
Uh, we had a question from a listener on this one, Ryan. Famous Seamus, he did ask us if we had to create our own team of Back for Blood cleaners from any Xbox slate, who would be on your team? And and what and, and the part that I'm adding in there, and why would Marcus Phoenix have to be there? Because like you can't have a cleaner team without Marcus Phoenix with you. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think, yeah, you've already reserved. I think at, when you're asking this question, first of all, famous Seamus, I love, I love the questions you always submit on EXEP because it's funny. It's, it's just your questions are so good. They're so, <laughs> they really spark just like so, such great conversation. Um, so yeah, and love the name famous Seamus. That's just wonderful. Anyway, yes, but yes, Luke, you're right. You've got to have Marcus on here. You got to mm-hmm. do it. It's so, true. Uh, so yes, I would say Marcus, and of course you got to have Chief, and he's just a tank. Like you'd literally have him lead the squad because he can take the damage, and yet he can deal out the damage he takes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we got Chief and Marcus. Yeah, Chief and then Marcus. a Forza car. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> and it transforms into a robot. There you uh, go. <laughs> the dog uh, from Recore. <laughs> the dog. <laughs> Uh, actually, I would have Django from Killer Instinct. Oh, can you imagine? Uh, right? That'd be so cool. Yeah. yeah okay, that'd be yeah. cool. And that'd then cool. I need a wild card, like a complete card you would not expect. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna say one of the Battle Toads. Ooh, okay. A lot of melee. It's a melee build right there. That's the melee yeah. build. Yeah. All right. I I don't know how I how I get through. Uh, on my team but but chief and and marcus feel like they got to be there uh i gotta have flameheart from sea of thieves to to do some aoe effects there and i feel like mm-hmm. he would say some hilarious stuff and, and some pirate jargon and marcus mm-hmm. would just look over at him like you know shut up you know edited for content uh i feel like he would have some choice words there and chief would just nod uh which would be cool but my fourth character is the one i'm having trouble rounding out here doom guy probably would it be doom guy i can say doom guy yeah doom guy i th- you could say actually yeah no 100 percent. you can't say doom guy as of as of you know the Bethesda a couple of months approach. ago yeah yeah man. so yeah. yeah no i you know i don't know why i didn't think of the doom guy too but the thing the thing is about doom guy is he's very much a in your face character right and mm-hmm. you already got marcus it's right? true Marcus is probably one of the best mid-range slash close-range damage dealers you can get your hands on with the Lancer. And I'm talking mm-hmm. like probably maybe, yeah, no, I'm talking like the, the the Chainsaw, the first, not the Retro Lancer, the the, the Lancer Lancer, you know? Right, um, okay. Yeah, and then I think I think your, your, your Chief is your kind of mid to long, plus I think he should have some buffs, like Cortana buffs that he can buff the team, like a Paladin class. Yeah, I think all right. Really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm digging it. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like James Suddy would be very upset with me if I didn't mention the, the Fallout Boy as potential mm-hmm. for being on my team. And Suddy, I want you to know, not a chance, not a chance. Fallout Boy can never be on my team. He's the worst. <laughs> they all say I look like him, and I just feel like that's stereotyping. It's just crazy. <laughs> I don't like it. You know, I think that's a compliment, my friend. I think you should take that in stride. I don't want to take it in stride because it's And so you should mean. I honestly think you should uh you know when when gaming trade show things are back to being full in person mode, you could rock that cosplay so well. Oh no. Oh gosh. You need to do it. You need mm. to do it for the fans. For the fans. So uh um I'm no, I can't. But I will tell you, if we go back to the back for blood, then one thing I would think not on my team, but a good like b- boss in Back for Blood would be Senua with her husband's head just chilling. You know, mm. I feel like we could somehow, some way, make that that happen from Hellblade. I, I would, I would oh, dig yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I would dig that. Yeah, I would. Be, I would dig that too. That that game's incredible. Oh my god, Hellblade! Just mm-hmm. simple, simple, but so creative. Yeah, so creative. The sound thing, genius. Yeah. Give me more games that complement peripherals. Please. Yep. Well, I think it's time to wrap here. I, before we do your closing stuff, a bit of housekeeping, guys. Uh, of course, I'd always, always ask you guys to subscribe on the old YouTube, rate it on iTunes, etc. Um, I'm currently playing a game I can't talk about, but I will have an updated, uh, or when the game goes live and embargo is up, I'll be able to have a full review ready ahead of time. So shout out to sending codes early. Appreciate that. Um, I also want you guys to know that I'm continuing to play back for blood having a blast i'm thinking about picking up crisis trilogy remastered uh and i need to know as well what interviews you guys would like me 
to work on having on the show. I've got some Gotham Knights stuff, some stuff for the gunk uh, and a few other places, but I need to know who you all want to hear from. So if you have ideas for me or people you'd like me to reach out to, I'll always reach out. And if we're able to set something up, we will. So uh, please let me know on Twitter at InsipidGhost if there's someone you want me to have on the show um, for an interview or a co-hosting gig like my man Ryan from Xbox Canada's Twitch streams. Uh, Ryan, it's so it has been amazing to have you on. Uh, I feel like things came full circle just by getting to, to have you here for me. Um, mm-hmm. Please let people know where your content is available. Plug anything you like. It's been a joy to have you. Where can the people find you? Mm-hmm. So first of all, most important and first and most important of all, please come find me on twitch.tv forward slash Xbox Canada. Um, but if you want more Marvel chat, uh, you need to go to the, the Rebel Scum podcast uh, and look for the Infinity Rewatch. Uh, that is where I talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I like fully go into the comic book explanation, check all that stuff out. Um, I will rant and rant and rant, and it is so great. Uh, but yes, Rebel Scum Podcast Network, they, uh, they have all the... Uh, they have all my Infinity Rewatch content on there. And as for a guest, I suggest you bring back Thierry from Sabotage Studios. The man's working on a wicked game called Sea of Stars. And it's a cross between Super Mario RPG and Chrono Trigger. And they brought back the original composer to do some songs on the game. for. Uh, and he's from Chrono Trigger. And he's doing some songs on the game. And it's going to be epic. I'm so excited for that game. Ooh, okay. Okay. Very cool. And your social space? And you can find me at Crusader Online on Twitter, and you can find me at Ryan J. Whitehead on Instagram. You'll find some of more my just my personal life posts on there. But hey, if you like if you like hanging out with me, that's where you can find me.